Welcome to the Dollhouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 6, Episode 22, Chapter 117, Night of the Comet. Archie and the gang band together to save Riverdale from the greatest threat the town has ever faced. We're back! <laughs> With an episode we should have done already. Yeah, so uh, if you're following along, uh, we got really behind last year, last season. Uh, we had some vacation, we had some COVID, uh, we had some life stuff happen. So we finally just got to a place where like, you know, we just don't have it in us to finish that last episode from season six. So we'll just do it when season seven starts. And it's time for that. It's time for season seven to premiere. So we're going to finish off the last episode of season six so that we are prepared for whatever this final season is going to end up being. I, I, I can't. I can't believe we're doing this one more time. It's the last time. The last time we have to do this. Which is, I mean, we, we bitch and moan about it. We really do. But we have a lot of fun with this show. <laughs> we do. Um, we would not have made it to the end if we weren't enjoying it to some degree. Um, and we, we enjoy it a fair amount. We do. This season in particular just about broke us. Yes, it, it truly did. And this finale, with the exception of the twist at the end, did not help at all. It didn't help. We really went into this weird, almost uncanny valley territory where it was like, y'all are leaning so hard into the comments, which is fun. I love it. But y'all hadn't done that really until now. And it's just like, I thought we were just dealing with like murderers. Well, they also just did it in the most boring way possible. <laughs> They stretched a story that could have been, I don't know, a quarter of a season into one full one. And yes, man, it shows. Yeah. So let's get into the episode. We start with everybody hanging out at Archie's house. They're in a group and they're just talking about what's happening. And there's an invisible barrier keeping everyone from leaving. So they, they see a car, you know, drive through the barrier, but no one can get out. There's no opening portals. There's no going to other dimensions. There is a binding spell that is literally keeping them there. And as part of the spell, the outside world also doesn't know what's happening. Um, I love that in the scene, we see that, oh, hey, yeah, Moose is here. They just kind of like threw him in. That's great. I love Moose. I love that character. So I'm, I'm happy to see that actor. But it's also like, what the fuck are we doing here? Well, our theory that there was something bigger going on with him totally didn't come to fruition at all no, he just showed up yeah i would have loved that but whatever heather and cheryl are gonna go find someone they can talk to about the these ancient spells meanwhile archie and frank are gonna go dig to see if they can get under the barrier the only good moment in this scene is veronica well we're all gonna die so glad i moved here sophomore year, year. it's hilarious it's very flippant the way that veronica has gotten these last the good last half of this season and I, I while that is a little eye-rolly it does come back later so i'll allow it uh we go over to the cooper house and alice is talking to polly and betty and alice is basically apologizing for being a shitty mom and they're like it's okay mom and i'm like no it's fucking not this woman is the worst <laughs> but cool glad glad y'all are gonna just sweep this under the rug we go over to that's what coopers do best i guess yeah also you know in a time of immense peril sometimes you find some some healing you know sure 
we go over to the casino and Reggie has brought Hiram's portrait back to her. And she's like, oh, thanks. I guess I can't get rid of this, can I? And I'm like, no, because it's a, basically a picture of like Dorian Gray. It's never leaving you. No. We go to Pops and Jug and Tabitha are talking and Alexandra Cabot shows up again. And she mentions Tommy Comets, which is hilariously Johnny Rockets. Mm-hmm. They had a huge bankruptcy. And so she's got an opportunity to buy up all of their facilities and turn them into pop so it's instant franchising and Tabs is like well the timing isn't great and jug instantly interrupts her alexandra just says okay you've got 10 hours to decide okay dun 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 in the meantime alexandra is trapped along with the rest of them yeah now that she's in she's not gonna be able to get out she doesn't know that but that's what's happening uh we go downstairs to the white worm and big anthony is getting his serpent king tattoo jesus fucking christ because it's his birthright and he has to keep their legacy going it's just so saccharine in the worst way <laughs> they gave him the worst lines he has one later that I know. Uh, is rolling on the floor terrible by the way, to prepare for this, I watched the show in one and a half time on Netflix so I could just be like, I just need to like see it to refresh. Because to be fair, we did watch this when it aired. Yeah, no, no. I took notes. I just, we never got around to recording we just it. Did, we just didn't get to it. Like, God, life, yeah. This show is even sillier in, in one and a half speed. Like, I love it. All of the special effects are even clunkier than they do in the first place. Woof. Yeah, that's that's hard. Uh, we go over to Thornhill. We're at the weird witch shrine with the creepy Abigail doll. And so they're talking to Abigail because she, remember, her soul has been trapped in the doll. And Cheryl's like, look, if you help, I'll free you from the doll. And Abigail's like, cool. You're going to have to to use all of your power because the comet's actually made of ice. And we get a little flashback of thomasina and abigail looking through a telescope like it's made of ice and okay cool so we flat we get back to present day and it's like cool you're gonna have to melt it um but it's gonna come at a cost great of course it does we cut over to cheryl at the mines she's visiting the guys hey how's it going and archie and the crew are like yeah this isn't working and she's like okay we all have to go to thornhill so we go to Thornhill. Now we have another meeting of all these people. There are so many meetings. There's so many meetings. And okay. So Cheryl explains, I'm going to melt the comet and undo the binding spells. But also everyone I resurrected may die again. And they're like, what? So yeah, all these people, uh, Archie, Jughead, Polly, Hernana, Dagwood, Alice, Frank, Sheriff Keller, Fangs and Tony... If Riverdale is to live, one or many of you is going to die. Riverdale. So as part of that, Cheryl also said, hey, Tony, we're also going to have to do another thing, but we're going to talk about that in private. So now we cut to private and Tony's like, what's up? She goes, oh, so we got a bone, but it won't be our souls. So we aren't technically cheating because, you know, Heather's a witch. so She's down for whatever. <laughs> it is. So fucking gross, this conversation. I hate everything about this. I hate oh. the way that they've concocted this bullshit reason to have Cheryl and Tony bang. And I like, I don't give a fuck. They were a horrible couple. They're both in seemingly healthy relationships right now. So this just muddies it and makes it gross. Not, not anymore. Choni's back. 
and also making it seem like because Heather's a witch, she's fine with an open relationship or polyamory. Like, that's kind of fucked up. Well, that's that does seem like something Cheryl would just assume. Of course. But this show especially, like, that's not cool. And then also just being like, uh, Fang shouldn't worry about it because it's not really cheating. Well, but it's not <laughs> not. Like, to be fair, every relationship just has to define what those terms actually mean to them. And that's fine. But you don't get to decide that for someone else. And, and in the context of this show, I also feel like both Fangs and Heather would be like, I hate this. But if we're going to save the world. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and we, the thing is, we don't even have that conversation. No. We don't see a conversation between Tony and Fangs being like, I'm uncomfortable with this. However, I'm willing to deal with that to save the town. No, we don't even get that. We just assume Fangs is like, whatever. I could also believe a world where Tony didn't tell Fangs shit. Whatever. I don't like it. It's not good. It's bad. It's lazy. <laughs> we go over to Archie's house and his mom is there because she's getting divorced. <laughs> uh, and Archie's like, but why? I thought you'll really love each other. It's like, we do. We get along great. But we don't want to spend the rest of our lives together because life is precious. So you shouldn't waste it. Because <laughs> they're not slapping that across your face over and over again. I mean, she's not wrong. And yet... <laughs> why so then we go over to veronica's house and she's drinking at her dad's portrait and we have a flashback of her giving him a kiss on the cheek and so then she kisses the portrait but remember she's poisoned so now the portrait is all like corroded which is kind of a cool effect that was neat uh but then archie shows up and is like hey hey ex-girlfriend uh i want to ask betty to mar- marry me but i lost the ring my dad gave me so do you have any extra jewelry and she's like sure she she grimaces at it. Sure. Veronica and and Cammy are is like the one person here who gets the actual good moments of like Jesus Christ people. Yeah, I like semi bitter Veronica because she's not like angry about it. It's just like this is awkward and weird. She's so done with the weird, which is fair. Yes, and I like it. Then we go to Pops and Jug is like. You have to franchise. If I don't make it out of this, please promise me you're going to do that. And so she makes a Titanic reference. And then we find out the Jughead has never seen Titanic. He's like, I prefer James Cameron's early work, which also same. Barf. <laughs> also, he's never seen the Titanic. The Titanic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's what that movie is called. And he's like, isn't it four hours long? It's three hours and 14 minutes which I knew before she even said it, because if you have not listened to our movie podcast, we talked about the big boat movie and it was hilarious. Well, we also talked about how you saw it. How many times? I saw it six times in the theater. There you go. Six times. And that was 1999 money. So it was not as much as it is today. I would not do that today. Trust me. We need to do this. Yeah. So they're going to watch. They're going to watch the Titanic. The Titanic. Uh, we go back to the creepy murder, murder dolls and Cheryl and Heather are doing the ceremony to put Cheryl and Tony's actual souls into this jar mm-hmm. so that the older counterparts can take over. And so like that starts and like Heather's looking at their two souls in this jar and is like, this was a mistake. <laughs> I love this. So. They bone with this glossy sapphic filter. And it is like 
what is that song? I I really felt like it should have been underscored with in your eyes. <laughs> it would have oh. been so great because those are the vibes it gave. They went with a Bon Iver ripoff from somebody, and it was yeah. just awful. The it's whole thing great. was awful. I was I was watching this at the time. I put I I the way I screamed internally at this. Yeah, it's like everyone, everyone, both the char- both the characters. And the actors and the world deserves better than this. Ah, uh, whatever. It's the Chone Bone Zone. There we go. I don't like you for saying that at all. So Archie comes over. We go over to Betty's room and Archie comes in and is like, I didn't tell my mom about the comet. So he proposes to her and she's like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apocalypse feels. Slow it down. Thank you, Betty. Thank you. Thank God for being real, Betty. Yeah, thanks Um, for like, just like, Hey, maybe you're doing this only because we're going to die, which cool, but we need to talk about that. <laughs> and also you put too much pressure on yourself and you can't save everyone. He goes, yeah, my mom thinks I have a hero complex. No, fuck. No, <laughs> fuck. And she's like, look, you can't say every- save everyone. So ask me when the comet is done. He's like, I'm going to go break through that barrier so I can marry you. Oh, big dumb Archie. Oh, I've been waiting for a big dumb Archie moment for so long. We talked about how he had become much less Big Dumb Archie, but this, oh, this. This makes sense. I'm fine with this mode because it's also very, like, that's also very natural for people. You'd be like, the worst possible things are are happening, so I'm going to make some of the biggest decisions in my life. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm more with the, I'm going to break through that barrier so I can marry you, Betty Cooper. Yeah. That's, that's Big Dumb Archie. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it's it was never gone. It just lays dormant from time to time. We go back to the bedroom at Thornhill, and now it's Tony and Cheryl. They don't remember anything. Great. No problems. Cool. Later, they're chatting with Abigail, and Abigail's like, this was fabulous. Thank you for letting me bone. And then there's like this giant like rope that is just a giant knot. She goes, yo, um, untie that, and then, you know, Riverdale will be cool. Great. Great. Which I'm just like, to me, I'm just like, give me that rope. I will untie it. That's actually a game my brother and I used to play. He would practice his Boy Scout knots in a jump rope. And then he would get mad at me when I could figure out how to untie them. And I loved it because it was a puzzle. Yeah. But for Cheryl in this moment, it's like, I went through all of that. And you didn't just, you know, solve it. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck off. Betty is on a Zoom call with Drake. I couldn't remember the name. Her lady crush. Her, Her lady friend. Her coworker. That's <laughs> more important thing. FBI wants Betty and Drake to head up the F- the serial killer division. And Betty's like, I don't know. And Drake's like, um, excuse me, but does that have anything to do with Archie? And she's like, I just kind of want to move on. I don't like this doesn't have to do with Archie. Doesn't have to do with TBK. But I don't want I don't want dealing with that shit to be my legacy and the only thing that happens in my life, which is very healthy on Betty's part. Yay! To be like, this is a thing that happened to me, and I'm not saying no. She's not saying yes either, but uh, she's not saying no, she's not saying yes, but she's saying, I don't know, and no, it doesn't have to do with Archie and doesn't have to do with TPK, but like, I don't know that I want that to become my entire life, because that's all it has been. I like it. That's growth. That's some growth. Mm -hmm. We go over to Pembroke, and Reggie's hanging out, and he's asking about you know, what happens if we survive? What are you going to do? And Veronica's like, I'm going to go shopping in Paris with Katie. Great. And 
Reggie's going to get a dog and name it Vader. <laughs> uh, but she says, I'm going to give you the casino. It was always your idea. It's your baby. You can have it. And he goes, cool. Are we going to get back together? And she's like, no. we, she's like, I'm going to have a hard reboot reboot on all of fronts. Like we can be friends. And Reggie's like, cool, we can do that. And she's like, also you can come hang over when the comet's coming. And he's like, yes it's friends reggie okay just checking just just checking yeah it's good that we're on the same page and him taking a drink of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep sure charles melton plays the scene so well because it's like i completely understand what you're saying to me and i respect it i would also still like to bone you uh because he still very much likes her that's fine but like she says no and he goes cool cool and i just i love i love the smirk on his face it's so it's so fun Charles Melton has brought so much to this character the last few seasons. He is he is cut out for such better work than this. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see what else he does when he's not obligated to do this anymore. Because what we've seen of him outside has also been great. So I'm very excited. We go over to Jabatha apartment and they're finishing the Titanic. And there's just so much. There's so many feelings. I do really love that Jughead brings up. You, he could have fit on that door too (laughs) i love that controversy it's great and i just need to say that i am very offended that tabitha tells jughead that he's cuter than leo because he's not that fucker certainly thinks he is in real life no that's for a different conversation that's a different conversation but y'all know what i'm talking about she makes promises about you know okay i'll i'll continue with pops uh, but I need, I we need to go on one last epic date. And so they go to Pops and they're sitting in the booth and he's like, how much time do you think we have? And she goes, I'll, I only need one minute. And so she like has this timer and everything shifts around them. And then we see them with what are clearly their children and then older children. And then we see them as an old couple. And then we come back to the present and they're crying. And it's very sweet, but also like, lame. <laughs> whatever i have i have so little to say about this episode i know i just could care less about that we cut to archie like literally taking a bat to the barrier <laughs> and his mom comes to stop him she hold, goes hold on he doesn't have a bat he has the asgardian mace oh i thought it was a bat i didn't know no no, no. he has the mace from the fucking like treasure trove that wizard dude had Yeah whatever <sighs> so we have a, a, a mom intervention so mom comes stop him betty told her everything and like he's like i should have told you you're trapped too none of this is your fault archie and like they kind of really he's, he's like you know no one loved this town more than dad he built so much of it you know what would he be doing right now which is a very sweet way to like bring bring in the the luke perry of it i do they've done a really good job with that um, I do appreciate it. And Mary says, like, he'd probably be doing what you're doing now, but he knew when to stop and go back to his family. Yeah. No. Which was also very sweet. So cool, 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 cool. Go back to Veronica staring at Hiram's portrait. And she's just like, it figures it would just be you and me. And then she flashes back to like being the dialysis machine with plants. And she also like, flashes back to like 
that question Tabitha posed to her about like why you chose to stay in Riverdale. And then she goes, I think I figured it out. How to save my friends. Whoa. So then we cut to Tabitha. She's signing with Alexandra for the Pops franchise. She's like, this is great. We're going to get the food truck out and post on social. And then they get a text message. And then we go to Thornhill and Cheryl and Heather are working on the knots. And Heather tells her, I'm leaving after the comment is done. And she's like, what? Why? And she goes, you and Tony are forever soulmates. And Cheryl's like trying to cut. She wants to argue, but she's also like, you opened my heart again. And Tony's with Fangs. Um, but Heather's like, your fate's written in the stars. It transcends time. And then they get a text. Ugh. Yeah. It's Why? Just, I don't Why? Know. Here's the thing. I do like that. Heather is taking control of, like, I see what's happening between you two. I'm out. No, that's fine. But why? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We go back to Betty's room. This is where Betty really talks about, like, the hero complex thing. I was getting this and the other scene confused. But then she asks him if he will marry her. And he goes, yeah. (laughs) He's so happy. And then they get a text. And then now the whole group is at the Pembroke. This is our third meeting. Yeah, but this one's actually kind of fun. So basically, Veronica is going to absorb all of their powers, a la the the loser club from It, which is a nice callback. I'm going to pull it out of your blood, and it's going to be in me. And um, then I'm going to kiss Cheryl. And Cheryl's like, um, that's queer baiting. And she's like, no, it's not. It's saving the world. <laughs> which cool this is the one and only time that they have a completely openly acknowledged it and b they're absolutely correct it's like fuck it who cares <laughs> yeah so then jughead is narrating all of them doing these thing and so it's the we have flashes from each one of them and they they all cut their hands um they stay in the circle veronica takes all of it and then she kisses cheryl cheryl gets more flashes and then Veronica pulls out a gun and they're like, what are you doing? We got to find out if it worked. We got to find out if it works. Like, that's a little, that's a little bit much. So Cheryl looks at Veronica and can see an aura around her. Like, oh, cause you're a threat to me. And Betty's like, oh, and I can't. And then she shoots her. And other than, you know, pulling a bullet out of her dress. Oh, no harms. And, you know, then we hear Archie say, I guess that means I'm not invulnerable. And she's like, oh, I can hear your thoughts. And then she decides to make a portal and leave. Toodaloo or toodles. Yeah, well, she's going to get ready to melt a comet. So yeah, she's she's gonna go be ready. The fun part about the scene, though, is Cammy and Veronica. Yes, I really, I what I found hilarious is that they like when Cammy goes up to Cheryl, Cammy looks so short, which mm-hmm. I found that very funny because I think they're relatively similar in height. I could be off on that. But I know they both tend to wear high heels, so I was like, something's off here, but it's funny. And then I like when they're done kissing, they're both like, hmm, okay. Cheryl's just like, ooh. And and Veronica just goes, hmm, and then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we cut to Pops, and Cheryl, you know, comes outside, and, you know, she's very much dressed up like the Scarlet Witch, which is, you know, honestly fair comparison with cheryl she if, is nothing if not a scarlet witch did she have a costume ready after the portal move she always has a costume remember her huntress gear regardless this fucking song 
Let me go down to the bunker and big Anthony's there with his mom and dad. And Tony starts to sing, which is lame. This song is awful. And this is just bad. We already had one horrible musical moment. We did not need another. I died at the Anthony line reading. <gasps> I'm scared. Yeah. He's the beefiest of everyone in this town. <laughs> So then we we cut to the Jabatha apartment and Tabitha is singing to Jug and Pop. And then we go to Archie and Betty. They've just boned and Betty's really singing. Then we go to Veronica and she's singing in her apartment while also talking to Reggie. And then we see Kevin singing to Moose, which it's also like Kevin's here also. So then Cheryl conjures a spell and we see everyone, you know, bracing for death as Heather, with the help of uh, Britta and Nana Blossom, they've uh, finished untangling the rope. Cheryl flies up. She really is very much the, the Scarlet Witch. And we see this huge blast. These goddamn special effects. And, and then we get this narration. And it's Jughead narrating. Like, so what happened next? And so as he's narrating, we see a, a fishbowl. We see an airplane model a glove of a vintage baseball glove a high school pennant and we see archie he wakes up and it's definitely vintage archie we see a radio that's definitely from the 50s we see a very classic r for riverdale sweater um he's got pomade for his hair he's slicking it back and then he looks out the window and he can see betty across the way she's crying and she's got this huge james dean poster and her mom's in there comforting her and then Archie goes downstairs and his mom's there and she's crying. And he's like, what? And he's a like, James Dean. It's he's he's dead. And he reads the paper, which I love. I love this so much. It is so fun. They are always so fun when they did the 50s thing. I think they only did it two other times before. But it's just adorable. But now <laughs> I will say they missed an opportunity here to bring back Luke, the Luke Perry, because in Luke Perry's super heyday, almost All of his styling was as James Dean. So much. I would have, this would have been the perfect moment to take one of those pictures of Luke Perry and put it in as James Dean. And it would have been so good. So good. I I don't agree. I think that would have been really bad and in terrible taste. No, I think it would have been. Oh, a no. lovely way to con because they continue to have him in his presence in the show so much. And I feel like that would have been a great way to still have him in the show in the fifties. And maybe they'll, it'll be something that they sneak in somewhere else in the show. But if you go look at anything from the nineties, at the beginning of 90210 with Luke Perry, it's all James Dean. Oh yeah. All exactly. fucking time. Well, he had the exact same look. So yeah, he had a very similar look. He definitely had that hair. It was great. I, I, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. So then we cut to vintage Jughead with his giant hat and he is in the blue and gold office typing. And he says, it's 1955. We're teenagers again, but I'm the only one who remembers what our lives were like BC before the comet. And then he looks directly into the camera and then we get the title in a new script font. Riverdale. Riverdale. So yeah, we're going back to the 50s, which this was the twist that I, when we when we originally watched it, I actually had no idea about this. They kept that one pretty pretty secret. And I watched it and I was like, well, everything that became this sucks, but I fucking love this. <laughs> this is fun. This is a great, we are kind of going full comic, so I'm very into 
what are they going to do with this? Um, I remember telling David that if they do not do the very pivotal, who does Archie marry, Veronica or Betty, and do the like, what would my life look like situation where in this situation he marries her and this is what his life like if he, they don't actually go through with that they have missed the point of the whole fucking show really like the triangle i don't give a fuck how many interviews they do about that it is so important to the archie comic world like it's it's just stupid at this point why do the show if you're not going to deal with that issue i just i wish we could have done this like three seasons earlier same big same like if they could have i don't and then ended the show. That would have been nice. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't do that. Um, oh. But yeah, if you were actually gonna, yeah, I don't know. It's. I'm happy that we're doing this because this is completely different and new. So we're gonna go watch the what's coming up in season seven trailer because we've watched it, but it's been a minute. And then we're gonna talk about that. This is like going to be Bizarro World. Lots of callbacks to the series as a whole uh, with, you know, the beehives. What I believe Dilton. I'm not sure if that's actually the actor. I'll have to go look at that. Ethel Muggs is back. Maybe did a murder. Maybe did a murder. Uh, I like that she's wearing like a Carrie pink. So I think there's going to be some callbacks to that, which is cool. Betty and Kevin are dating, which I love. I like, you know, they still kept Kevin gay. Cheryl's definitely gay because she's lusting after Tony and is unsure of what's happening. So, yay, more gay trauma. (laughs) Um, But I do like the Bizarro World because it is a callback to the first season of Archie and Cheryl being together um, just because of the whole redhead thing. Um, I really liked uh, Cheryl with the heart sunglasses. That's also a callback to season one, uh, Miss Grundy. Oh, please have Miss Grundy be back and be like a marm, but like not bad groomy teacher way yeah it's gonna be weird everybody's gonna fuck and nobody knows but nobody knows about boning yet except veronica so uh, <laughs> what's sex like oh betty it's like i want i want kevin to want me oh no great <laughs> which is just like it's funny because it's like this is this is fruitless this is this is not gonna work out for you honey if nothing else, this final season is going to give us ridiculously bonkers things to talk about. You know what? We should thank them for that. I because you know they... what? So long as it's not boring. Uh... <laughs> because we had a lot we had a lot this season that was just really boring. And they were like, You're I understand what you're trying to do, but you're doing it very poorly. Mm-hmm. Um which is honestly most of this show. I understand what they wanted to do, but they did it really bad. Yeah. So I hope this is entertaining at the least, uh, which it should be. Mm. Uh, I'm excited for season seven. I believe their episode count is still 22. Um, I really hope they cut that down to at least 18. Um, that would be awesome. I'm I'm excited for season seven to be over. Yeah, in like September. Mm-hmm. So that. We're, we never have to do this again. Okay. Da- David has senioritis. <laughs> he has senioritis. To be fair, so do all of them. Facts. Facts. Fair and valid. So until next time, hashtag Go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs.
listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.